0: Well, good morning. Thank you for being here today. I just want to take a moment as we finish up this morning to uh, just remind us of the significance of this. In the very beginning, God in His infinite wisdom and His loving heart began to speak. And when He spoke, things that did not exist suddenly came into existence. And the wonder of Genesis chapter 1 just fills us with the glory of the power and the authority of God speaking. Well, there's an enemy of God, and there's an enemy of us, and so, again, we don't know what the time frame was, but at some point in time, he decided he wanted to set his throne and be above God, and, and he was an angel, and he was cast from heaven in the presence of God, and he was cast to earth, and he showed up in this place where the first two people were there, and he began to immediately question God and began to pose questions. The first two people, our first two parents, listened to the lie. They rebelled against the truth. They rebelled against what God had for them. And they both sinned. They were cast from this perfect place. And ever since then, each person that has been born is born with a nature that is against God. And we are separated from God by our sin. And for centuries and, and for the longest time, there was no hope permanent hope. And what I would like to do just for a moment is I want to go to something that Jesus said at the end of his life that I think has everything to do with what we're celebrating this week with Christmas. So Jesus has been arrested. He has gone through several trials. uh, His trials are about over. He goes back um, before Pilate and they have a conversation. And Jesus says something very unique that I think is important for us this morning. So this is John chapter 18. Listen to what Jesus says. So Pilate entered his headquarters again, and he called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus answered, Do you say this of your own accord, or did others tell you about this, and they tell you that's what is said about me? And Pilate said, Listen, I'm not a Jew. Your own nation and your chief priests They've delivered you over to me. So what is it that you have done? And so Jesus answered, here these words are so important. My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. And then Pilate said to him, so you are a king. And Jesus answered, you say that I'm a king. And I would just stop there for a moment. So let me remind us of some really important things. This baby that is born is a king. He's the king of the universe. He's the very one who, who spoke before anything was and has such authority and such majesty and such glory that He spoke and everything that we see was created. How marvelous He is. And so Jesus is a king. It's This, this kingdom that Jesus is king over is not a, not a kingdom like we know here where there are votes and there are elections and there are this and there are pronouncements. No, he is king by nature. God is king and he's worthy of our worship. And so this king has a kingdom and it's not a physical kingdom. It is a spiritual kingdom to where what was wrong on the inside that happened in the garden so long ago that happens with all of us when we are born, it can be redeemed and resurrected because our King is God. Thirdly, I remind us this, this morning that Jesus' servants, they fight for the truth of God. They fight for His glory and they fight for His kingdom. Jesus tells Pilate here, Pilate, um, If my kingdom were about Rome, like Rome and all this, then my servants would be here and they would be fighting for me to be released. But that's not the case. I've come for this purpose. And so Jesus tells Pilate, I'm a king. It's a spiritual kingdom. And the purpose in which I came is to bring and bear about truth. And my servants fight for the truth. And then verse 37 says this, So then Pilate said to him, So you are a king. And Jesus answered, You say that I'm a king. For this purpose I was born. Listen to this. For this purpose I was born. What was the purpose 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem? That the bread of heaven would come down and be born in the city of bread called Bethlehem. What was the purpose? Jesus said, You say that I'm a king for this purpose I was born and for this purpose I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth and everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. The Christmas season is about restoring what was lost in the garden all that time ago where lies entered the world and man bought the lie that that it wasn't good to follow God, it wasn't good to worship God, it wasn't good to be obedient to God, that God was holding out on mankind. And quickly we discovered, no, God was good. And it was good for us to maintain our innocence. And lies have now much in our day been substituted for what's the truth. And Jesus says, listen, I came to be born for this purpose, to speak about the truth that the world would know what's true. And have we not lived enough with lies? Have we not lived enough with the confusion that is there? And so Jesus came to bear witness to the truth. And lastly, I love what Jesus says here. And We have one more week or five more days, five and a half more days, or I don't know how long it is, seven more days, whatever it is, next Sunday. we got a whole week, all right? Listen to what Jesus says. And everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. What an opportunity this week, the rest of this week, to get into the Scriptures and to read the story, the age-old story that is glorious, that God came, He took on flesh, He's a speaking God, He's alive, He's powerful, He is awesome, and everyone who is of the truth listens. To my voice, as we close, I had some thoughts that I wanted to finish with today. In Matthew chapter, because all of this is true that I just said about Jesus, I was reminded of Matthew chapter sixteen when Jesus was with the apostles and he asked them, "Who do people say that I am?" And so they began to share. This is what the people are saying. And then Jesus says, "Well, who do you say that I am?" And Peter makes this great statement. He says, "You are." Christ the son of the living God and Jesus said to him Peter it's awesome that you see that but you didn't come up with this yourself my father has revealed that to you and then Jesus says some powerful words that I want to remind you and I this morning as we finish up the church of Christ Jesus Christ founded the church and the church is never going to fail the gates of hell will never prevail against the church. And so, what we are doing this morning, what we believe, what we know to be true about who Jesus is, that he, he came for the very purpose to bear witness to the truth. We have the greatest hope of any people on the planet today. Christ followers do. We have the greatest hope. Our God is alive. He is living. He has been raised. He is powerful. He is almighty. He is tender. He is compassionate. He is love. He is merciful. He is forgiving. And He became just like us. And He is the victorious one. And so our confidence this morning is not what's going to happen to the church. Can I tell you what's going to happen to the church? It will be victorious because its king is victorious. And any threat against the church Is not going to, and there are threats, are not going to keep the church from being victorious. We are part of the most victorious work. The full Bible has been translated into 724 languages. There's been no book in the history of the world that has been translated into that. The New Testament has been translated into 1,617 languages. Parts Of translations of the New Testament have been other parts of it, mainly of that is 1,248. In total, there are 3,589 languages that have a portion of the Scripture. There is not a book in history, there's not going to be a book in the future that is like that. 49% of all languages on the planet today have at least some copies of the Sacred Scripture. in in their language and that represents 7.14 billion people almost 97 percent of the world today has some aspect of a translation of the scripture a bible is sold every second for the last two years that's more than the top 10 secular books of the last two years combined a bible has been sold every second for the last two years So I wanted to share that in the very end because the way that we know truth is through God's Word. And I love the work that I got all these statistics from Wycliffe um, who are just one of the leading Bible translators and they are getting the Scripture out to people all over the world. Truth. Truth. Jesus is the truth. Truth.